0: You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvicecoaching.com. And today we're talking about the seven attraction boosters that I got for you. So these are ways to increase your appeal to women. Okay. Now, what are we talking about specifically? Well, what we'll be talking about is not just the way to look better, okay? So it's not just attraction boosters, like what to do with your looks, although we are going to be talking about that, but it's also some behaviors and it's also going to be some actions, okay? Now, what's really cool about this is some of these things you can get done right away. It can be an instant fix. Others, you're going to have to potentially take some time, maybe invest some money into, Okay. The reason is, is because I really want you to see like what you can be like ultimately. What you can do ultimately with the right moves. And some of these, like I said, they do take some sort of financial investment. For example, the first one I'm going to be talking about is your teeth, right? So talking about ways to increase your appeal to women. Number one, teeth, getting them whitened, getting them straightened. Now, is this something that can happen right away? Maybe, maybe it can. Uh, getting them whitened, that is something that you can, if you want, go to your you know, local Walgreens CVS and get like a, a whitening strip of some sort. But you can also go to your dentist and they have more powerful whitening that you can do. Okay, a little tip on that, by the way, it does make your teeth really sensitive. You'll probably have to be brushing your teeth with Sensodyne after you get that done. But that's going to make you have an instant increase in your appeal to women. Because when you have white teeth, it's going to look healthier and look cleaner. Then the next one is straightening them. Okay. So this is not sponsored by any means. But, you know, if you get Invisalign, which is the most popular teeth straightening apparatus. Also, you could do braces. Some people have to do that. But Invisalign usually works for most people. Um, There's another one. What is it? A, A great smile club best smile club, something like that. Either way, the point is, yeah, that's going to be quite the investment. It might be several thousands of dollars to do it, but it's going to be worth it because your teeth are going to look really good and your smile is going to look really good. So I want you to keep this in the back of your mind. Is it something that you absolutely need to do? No, you don't need to do this. You could have gross teeth, kind of yellow, not super straight, and you can still be able to attract an amazing woman. But I want to always help you guys optimize your looks. You know, so for example, my teeth were crooked for, I don't know, all my life. I mean, I had braces, but then I never wore my retainer. So then from, I don't know, 20 to 35 years old, my teeth were crooked. My bottom teeth were a mess. Uh, My tops were starting to get really bad. So I ended up eventually getting Invisalign. So I got that and it was great and maybe I didn't get it right away. And I was still, again, able to um, even attract my current partner, Megan, before I even got that. But still, I wanted to just optimize it. So again, it's not something that you necessarily have to go right now and do it, but something that you can work towards and eventually do if you're looking to optimize your looks and have the most appeal to women okay, and to people in general. You just look better. So think about your teeth. That's a big one. Some of it is going to be right away. Some of it won't be right away. Take my word for it. It's helpful when you have a really good smile. Okay. Number two, another way to increase your appeal to women is talking slower and being more controlled. So talking slower to them and being more controlled. A lot of guys do don't end up focusing on the way that they're talking to women because they're more focused on what they say, because that's kind of the number one, right? You're trying to figure out like, what am I supposed to say here? What am I supposed to say? What are the words that are supposed to come out of my mouth? And by the way, that is totally fine. I don't think that you should even necessarily work on this one right away. If you're still just trying to approach and trying to get words out and I'm telling you right now, we'll talk slower, talk more controlled and you're like, ah, and that overwhelms you, that's fine. Then go out there and just approach. That's okay. You know, you can always come back to this episode. This episode is meant to give you some things to boost your attraction that you can work on over time. Some of it, like I said, is a little bit more advanced, right? But come back to it. This is what you'll eventually do. So Eventually, you want to learn how to talk slower and when you are talking and you're talking in a controlled manner. Why is this important? Why does this attract, uh, give you an attraction boost? That's because if you talk really fast the whole time and you're talking to someone, you seem really nervous. If you talk too slow, which most people don't do, but if you do talk too slow, it's like, can this guy get the words out of his mouth? So I'm telling you in this tip to talk slower because you most likely are talking too fast. And if I can slow you down, then you sound more in control, more confident. It's more charismatic. And you can really get someone's attention when you can talk at a pace at the way that I'm talking now. It's funny because I give this tip a lot, even though on my podcast, I can sometimes talk really fast. My YouTube channel, I can talk really fast, but at the end of the day, I'm just trying to get you guys the right information. So I'm sure a lot of you guys are listening to this at 1.5x or 2x speed. If you are, then right now you're talking, you are listening to this and it's really fast right now because I'm talking really fast and it's at 2x. Damn. Okay. Anyway, talk slower, be more controlled. That's number two. Number three, I know this is going to sound funny, but this is a way to boost your attraction. And I I know it sounds funny because it seems like I'm putting the cart before the horse here, but date more women. Okay, why? Because if you are dating more women, if you're dating more women at once, then you're going to have two things going for you. One, you're going to have potential social proof. So if you're dating women, maybe you end up friend zoning them. Maybe you take a woman out to a bar or something, or you're just surrounded by more women, other women will find you attractive. Okay, so if you date more women and you friend zone some of these women, or you just friend zone women in general, right, you're just just spending more time physically around women, and you go out to places, women will notice. And you will be able to build attraction faster and easier. Also, what is the benefit of dating more women? Why does this give you an attraction boost? Because you're going to be less needy. A lot of the questions I get here at TripAdvice, which we'll be answering some questions in a little bit. A lot of the questions revolve around guys who are very needy. They're very, very into the one girl that doesn't really want them. And that becomes a big problem. Because when you have one woman that you're pining after, you end up being more attentive to her, more needy around her, and then you end up losing her. So you're trying so hard and it's working against you when you could be dating more women, have more options. So you're not just one itis around one woman. You ever heard that term one itis? Like it's a disease, like the one, the one girl, and you barely even know her. So we want to work on dating more women, having more women around us to get to to decrease the neediness and then increase the social proof. Okay, I know this can be a struggle for guys. You know, we do have a coaching program over here. You can learn more about it. If you go to TripAdviceCoaching.com, you can watch that video there. And you can book a call with my team. I'm taking calls right now too. So you might end up on the phone with me and we can chat about how coaching can help you. It is a free call. No credit card is required to get this call. The call is free because we want to teach guys how the coaching program can help them. You know, people always ask too, it's like, why don't you just, why do you have to do this phone call? Like, why don't you just have, Coaching on your website, like it's a product, like amazon.com, you can just go and get it. The reason why we don't is because we've learned that a lot of guys have a lot of different issues and different personalities and we can't help everybody. So we don't want to slam the coaches over here with people who are just signing up for coaching. And then all of a sudden we do a couple sessions with them and we realize, oh, they're not coachable. They're not really listening to the coach. And oh, they have a problem that we can't really solve, you know, or they expect something out of it that they don't really, um, they don't. That they have expectations that are not being met because maybe they're looking for one specific girl. And I always tell guys, you know, like, Hey, if you're looking for one girl, that girl that you need help with, we can help you with that. But I also tell them and I'll tell you right now, we can't guarantee it. So we just have to be on the same page. That's why we do these free calls to chat with you and to give you all the information. So book a call with us, tripadvicecoaching.com. We can help you with being able to get more women and date more women. Okay. Which is again, that was tip number three. Number four in the seven attraction boosters. Let's talk about your face. Let's talk about the glasses that you may or may not be wearing. And by the way, don't pass this one over. Don't fast forward this. If you're like, oh, I don't wear glasses. You might eventually get glasses because one day you will be older. So this is good to know. And don't also don't think this. Don't think, well, what do I care when I'm older? I'll eventually be married. Why why does that matter? Guys, I wasn't a very, very serious relationship at the point where I got Invisalign, you know, Invisalign, I don't even know, it was like three grand, four grand, something like that. Why would I drop that much money into something where I already got the girl? She didn't care about the teeth. She didn't, she didn't care because guys dating and being in a relationship is, I, it's really the same thing. You always want to be boosting your attraction. You don't want to just be like, oh, I got a girlfriend. Now I'm going to let go and not care about the way I look and my health and the way I use attraction with her. I'm, that's that's going to be a recipe for disaster. Okay. So we're not doing that. We want to be always working on ourselves. So yes, glasses. If you have glasses, you need to do a few things. One, get contacts. Two, if you're able to do it, get LASIK, which by the way, that's something that I'm going to eventually do. I'm not ready for that quite yet. I have contacts, but yeah, get LASIK if you can afford it, if it works for you. If not, get contacts. And if you're if you're that exception of a person who says, I can't get LASIK, like I'm not able to, I don't have the money or it just doesn't work for me, or you can't get contacts because it messes with your eyes, you hate the way it feels, or you're you have the shape of an eye that doesn't work with a contact. I know this is an exception, but if you are that person, that's fine. Get trendy glasses, get trendy glasses. So whatever year you're listening to this episode in type into Google or wherever type in trendy glasses now. And I want to just give you an FYI, trendy glasses last anywhere from maybe like two to five years. And then there's new trends. Okay. Why? Because you want to look your best. And I can tell you right now, oh, well, you get, get these types of glasses. Like, it all depends. If you look back into the history of time, you can see the different types of glasses people would wear. Everyone in the 1950s was wearing that very specific thick framed glasses. So it's really about just getting what's trendy now. So you look the best. If you're wearing an outdated glasses, it looks terrible. Guys, I, oh, God, I cringe. I did this for so many years. I was, I was wearing glasses. From let's see, second grade. How old are you in second grade? Eight. So from eight to 21. So that entire time, I was at 13 years, I was wearing the same type of glasses. And eventually, like they just didn't like, look good on me. And then I finally got contacts and it was a game changer. I looked so much better out of those glasses. Now, maybe I would have been fine too, if I got a trendy style that was trendy at that time, but I went for contacts. So that is going to make you look so much better. It's seriously night and day. Your face, my whole face might change your whole look. This is like changing. It's almost like doing plastic surgery on your face. It's that intense where it's that much of a change going from glasses to no glasses or whatever glasses you're wearing to a glasses that looks trendy. So huge, so huge. Don't make excuses, guys. Don't make excuses on any of this stuff, okay? All right, next, since we're in the physical appearance realm, let's go to number five, which is wearing clothes that fit or are trendy. Another instant attraction booster. Okay, so how does this work? Well, if you wear clothes that fit, that's pretty timeless. So when I say fit, that doesn't mean snug. It doesn't mean tight. It means fit it means it's not too tight and it's not too loose it's something that looks more fitted to the shape of your body if you're wearing clothes that fit and you and by the way you do this for the rest of your life you'll always be looking good you'll always be looking good okay there's never a time in the history of style at least in the 20th century and the 21st century now that fit does this looks weird or doesn't look good. So try to get clothes that fit or, or so you have two options or you can do what's trendy because trendy also looks good. I know that trendy seems to have, I think trendy has a little bit of a negative connotation. I don't think it has a positive connotation of anything. It's either neutral or a little bit of a negative connotation because I think people, I don't know, I don't know. It's hard to explain. They just think trendy is kind of lame. Like, oh, it's so trendy. Trendy is good. I want to give you a new outlook on this. Like trendy is good. Why? Because trendy makes you look good, right? Just trendy means what's popular at the time and things that are popular at the time usually look good. They usually look good on people. Now, if you're not that kind of person, if you don't like to do what's trendy, then wear clothes that fit. And I say them differently because you know it's right now, for example, in twenty twenty three in the fall, the trend is going away from very fitted clothes. We went from super tight clothes the past decade, you know, skinny jeans to now it's about loose jeans and and loose uh tops and things like that. But if you don't want to keep up with the trend, if you want this to be fast, close that fit, okay if you want to look cool and you're into style, trendy. How do you do this? Go to Pinterest, go to Google, go to AI and say, what's trendy looks for men in, and then put the year in. And then you'll be able to find that, get a couple of outfits and you're going to look good. And you're going to feel good when you look good. And when you look good and you feel good, you end up what? Attracting more women. Super, super important. Okay. And by the way, everything I'm saying here, try to be open minded. Try to be open minded. I know that there are some guys who might listen to some of this stuff and go, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, why not just take a tip that I'm telling you works? You know, so this is the note to those guys take a tip, use it, see what happens. You might be happy when you do something like get contacts or dress fitted you might, or or you get Invisalign or whatever, you might do something like that. And then finally you start to see some results and then you're like, okay, that was kind of cool. I was able to boost my attraction, get more dates, be more attractive to women, boost my confidence, all that stuff. Just be open-minded. All right, number six, number six. This is a behavior. We're switching it up. This is a behavior, texting them, as minimal as possible. Yes, this is one of my attraction boosters. Texting them as minimal as possible. Why is that going to be an attraction booster? Because when you text them as minimally as possible, I'm not saying never, but as minimally as possible, they're going to wonder what you're doing. They're going to start to chase you more. They're going to be curious why you haven't texted. They're going to wonder why he's always really good at asking me on dates, but he's not texting me all the time. And it's going to frustrate them good good let's frustrate them a little bit let's give them what they actually want which is what the chase I know it sounds crazy look why would women want to chase they don't like it yeah on the outside maybe on the on you know what they say they don't like it but they absolutely like it because guess what when they're not chasing and they're getting chased they don't like it. Yeah, boosts their ego a little bit, but they don't become attracted to the guy. Women at default don't have to chase. So when they find a guy that they do have to chase a little bit, they respect him more. And guess what? You're doing her a favor because she gets to chase you a little bit and then eventually she gets you and she's with you. She's going to be super happy. It's going to make her her moments around you happier because you're not always available. She's going to see you as higher value. So when she finally is on the date with you, it's going to be that much more rewarding for her that she has to work at it, that you're not going to be there all the time. You're not going to be texting her all the time. You're not going to be calling her all the time. You're not going to be seeing her all the time. And I say this a lot in the podcast, but test it out. See what happens see what happens. I've never had a guy ever come to me saying a girl rejected them because he didn't text enough. Now, it's one thing, by the way, to be clear, I'm not saying not to ask them out. You have to ask them out or else nothing's going to happen. So you can't not ask them out. You have to keep pushing and leading and and making sure that the uh, situationship or dating scenario keeps moving forward. You got to keep doing that. Okay, that's very important, but you don't have to be texting them all day. All right, let's go to number seven, back to the physical. This is the last attraction booster. And then I'm going to go into, I'm going to go into some questions that you guys have emailed in. All right. So number seven is with your face back to the face. We talked about the top of your face with glasses. Let's talk about the bottom of your face, having a slight beard, having a slight beard, like a two to three day stubble, even a four to five day stubble where you are shaving your neck so you're not just like a big hair patch, but you are shaping it into a beard and you have like a two to three, four, five day stubble. That looks really good. Or if you're a guy who says, well, I'd love to have that, but my face doesn't allow that. My facial hair doesn't grow in evenly everywhere. Then you just shave your face. So again, we're optimizing looks. If you can't grow much facial hair, you shave all the way. Don't be worried about what you can't control. If you say, oh, then I'm going to look super young. And, and if I have a clean shave, yeah, but guess what? You have two options. You can grow out a patchy beard or you can have a shaved face. And the shaved face looks better. And then if you can grow a beard, it's always good to have a little bit of stubble. That always looks good. A well Kempt beard looks more attractive to women, if you can do it. If you are someone also who just doesn't even want a beard, even if you can grow it and you want to shave your face, that's fine too. That works too. Because on the other end, growing a long beard that you don't know how to grow is going to either look bad or if you know how to grow a very long beard, it's going to be polarizing So you're only going to be attracting a certain type of woman. Because when it gets too long, then you start to minimize the dating pool of women who might be interested in you. And we're not trying to do that. We're trying to maximize our options. We're trying to have more options with women in dating. That's why I'm giving you all these little boosters so we can have more options and not be too polarizing. But that's the way that you're going to be able to do it with your beard. Okay. So seven attraction boosters. One, teeth whitened, straightened, Two, date more women for social proof and being less needy. Three, talk slower and more controlled. Four, either get contacts or LASIK or have a trendy style of glasses. Five, wear clothes that fit or are trendy. Six, text them as minimal as possible just for the date meetup. And seven, slight beard if you can grow it. And if you can't, shave face completely. Let's get into questions. You ask, I answer. Email me trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question. And I will answer your podcast question here on the podcast because it's a question for the podcast. So that's what we're doing. Don't be afraid. I really enjoy your questions. They are thorough. You write them well, and they just, yeah, they make it a fun challenge for me. Cause like I said, I don't, I don't read these beforehand. I have no preparation. I just like to do it off the cuff, but I know that sometimes under pressure, I give the best answers. So really excited to get into this today. Let's dive in. This one's from anonymous. Hey, trip. Great podcast. Bought your book last week and also models. I love your overall message. It feels very wholesome and that is something I'm looking for. I've been listening to your podcast on and off for about three to four years now. Cool. Cool. I have two questions, and I would appreciate it if you would consider answering them in the podcast. Well, here we go. Number one, how to properly finish a date? There are a few situations, of course. You like her or don't like her. You kissed or not. What do I say or do? I always fumble it up at the end. I feel so clumsy. Such an anti-climax. Okay, you meant to say anti-such an anti-climax. Maybe that's correct. I was going to say anti-climactic. Okay, we're not fixing uh, verbiage here. We're answering dating advice questions. I'll answer this one now. How to properly finish a date. Well, a few ways to do this. Okay. If you're not interested, you don't have to do anything. It doesn't even matter what you do. Like who cares? You know, you're not interested. You don't like her say, Hey, listen, it was great meeting you tonight. Have a great rest of your night. Take care. That's it. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to say, Oh, I'll get in touch with you, whatever. Just leave it like that. If she even asks you, like, hey, we should do it again sometime. Say, yeah, I'll, um, you know, I'll reach out. I'll reach out. Yeah, again, it's like it just doesn't matter, you know. If you really want to, you can even say, hey, listen, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I didn't feel the connection tonight. And I don't want to lead you on and, and think I'm going to text you. Or you think I'm going to text you and then I don't. Just be honest. Like, who cares? Who cares? Okay. Now if you do like her, because I know that's the the bigger question. Like, what do you do? Well, if you kiss her, great. So you kiss her and then you can say kind of the same thing where you'll say, you know, have a great rest of your night. Keep her, keep her waiting a little bit. Or you'll say, you know, you'll text her or you'll be in touch and that's it. Don't have to think much. And then you can always, of course, too, continue the date. So, if you want to finish a date, maybe you invite her back to your place. Maybe you say that you guys are going to have another drink at your place. You want to show her something at your place. Maybe you want to listen to some music at your place. You want to watch something at your place. Some sort of reason to bring her back to your place, whatever that might be. Okay, so don't overthink this. You're fumbling because you're trying to do it perfect probably and you're feeling clumsy because you're overanalyzing it to death. And well, you're just unsure. Okay, so so yeah, if you don't like her, just move on. Be vague or straight up tell her that you didn't feel the connection. If you do like her, definitely go for the kiss. Always go for the kiss. Tell, your, tell her you'll be in touch. Or you can invite her to your place to do something specific. Okay, that's how you properly finish a date. His second question, how to be in a bar or club. He put in the capitals B, how to be in a bar or club. I had to learn this and it took me very long. I was so intimidated by the bar or club environment, I had the feeling that everybody could could see my insecurity. I could also heavily feel that there was some sort of expectation on me. There was one night where my anxiety of just being in the bar got the better of me and I just bolted and left my group of friends without saying anything. But once I was outside, it was like a fresh breath of air and it felt so good. The friends all started texting me where I was, but I was on my way home. I still occasionally feel out of place in a borrower club. You got any tips? Kind regards, Anonymous. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, I don't want to force you to go to a borrower club. So if you don't want to go to a bar club, you can meet women in other ways that are not a bar club. However, I do, and maybe you've heard me say this, they've been listening for three to four years now, I do encourage it because a bar club is a great environment to practice getting over your anxiety. It is a good place to meet women. It is a good place to spend time around attractive women. It makes you more calloused to the idea of socializing with women who you find attractive. It gives you that on steroids because there's so many opportunities that you might not get if you're just kind of walking around or going to a mall, you know, or online dating. It's like you only get so many dates. So you get a lot of volume in and it's really good. With that being said, how do you get over that anxiety? You gotta go more. And listen, if anyone knows the answer to this question, it's me because I did this. I've bolted from bars before. I've done it many times where you go and you're just t- too nervous and you just feel like, oh, I got to get out of here. I did that a lot in my 20s when I was learning how to go to bars sober. So I was going there sober and it was so intense because I was like you. I was feeling everybody looking at me and, and there was some sort of expectation. I felt like I needed to be something that I wasn't. And I felt like I was the star of the show, even though there was no show and I was just in a bar. But you feel that way because that's called insecurity. And that makes us just consistently reflect on ourselves. And we think that everyone's looking at us and we are the center of our own worlds. Well, guess what, my friend? Everyone is the star in their own movie. You are just an extra in everyone else's movie and everyone else is an extra in your movie. My point being is people are not paying attention to you as much as you think they are. And also, even if they are, I just want you to practice getting over how much you care about what people think of you. So there's kind of two routes here, right? There's the one that makes you feel nice and comfortable. Hey, listen, anonymous, no one's looking at you when you go to the bars. It's all good, which is true. But also, I want you to be even stronger than that. I don't even want it to be like, oh good, no one's looking at me. Trip said no one's looking at me. I want, I want you to be even more powerful than that. More powerful would be, I'm going to go to this bar and I don't even give a shit if people are looking at me and I'm going to do whatever I want when I want to do it. I'm going to get a drink or not drink at all. I'm going to talk to who I want to talk to. I'm going to dance if I want to dance. I'm going to talk loud if I want to talk loud. I'm going to socialize with who I want to, when I want to. That's the real power move. In order to get to that point, it does take practice. It takes mindset practice, repetition of the mindset. It also takes practice going to the bars and going to the clubs. I would go out to bars and clubs 100% sober for about a year and a half when I first started learning this stuff. And now it's stuck with me to this day. That was like over 15 years ago. And to this day, I can walk into any bar or club completely sober because i did it so much i spent so many hours doing it that i will never feel uncomfortable only because i did it and i practiced it and i realized how much it's not a big deal it just had to click with me that's why it stuck with me forever and will stick with you forever once you get over it because it just clicks with you you're like oh who cares you go into a place, but most people are drinking, they're drunk, they're paying attention to their own thing. You don't care. You do whatever you want. It's your world. It's your life. Stop letting others dictate your life and what you want to do and how you should feel. So that is my advice, Anonymous. I hope that helps. Those are my tips. Do it more. Do it more. It is a superpower. And then imagine, you can go to a bar sober, hit on a girl. Imagine how much easier it would be to then go up to a girl during the day at a coffee shop or walking around and you go up to her and you talk to her. Gosh, how easy would it be? A lot, a lot. So it is very helpful and I hope that helps. Let's go to Adi. I believe I'm saying his name right. Adi. Hey, Trip. Thanks for answering my query on your previous podcast. It has provided me with much more clarity on my situation at hand. After reading Dr. Levine's book, Attached, I now believe my ex could most... Probably be an avoidant given all the typical traits she exhibited over the three and a half months we dated. I've been working on myself over the past six weeks, been regular to the gym, started salsa classes, and have also enrolled at the uni's rowing club to cultivate a new hobby and meet newer people. I still, however, have feelings for my ex and wish to reconnect with her, She broke up abruptly a day before her birthday last month. Do you believe this six-week no contact may work or backfire? I ran into her a fortnight back on campus and she immediately changed tracks and looked away, ignoring me completely. Does it indicate guilt on her part or just the avoidant tendency kicking in? Adi. Oh, Adi, bro. You haven't learned yet, my friend. Have I not said this when you, you know, asked the other question? Guys, Adi, she's not interested. She's not interested. This is not like a thing where it's, I don't care if she's got an avoidant, avoidant uh, attachment, anxious attachment, it doesn't matter. She's not interested. And also, by the way, Adi, you want to be with someone who has an anxious, uh, an avoidant attachment? Are you Really? Is that what you want? Think about, think about what you're saying right now. Really think about this. You're not thinking logically. You're thinking emotionally. You want to go back to a woman who doesn't like you, but let's just hypothetically say she does and you get back with her and now you're dealing with an avoidant person. So now you have to deal with this ups and downs all the time. Is that what you want? Of course you don't. Bro, move on. Tough love. Move on and look at this. You guys were on campus. She immediately changed track. She was ignoring you completely. It's not an avoidant tendency. It's not avoidant tendency. And by the way, we're self, we're diagnosing her. I don't remember if you said she said she was, but we're dying. We don't know if she has that. Honestly, I think a lot of guys make the excuse. I think a lot of guys say, oh, she probably has an avoidant personality, avoidant attachment. No, bro. She's just probably not interested in you. I guarantee she's not going to avoid the other guys who are going to be more attractive to her. So Adi, stop wasting your time. Move on to someone who really, really wants to be with you. Okay. Let's go to our next question. Hi, Trip. Hope you're doing well. I wanted to ask you this question for the next podcast episode. I'm wondering if I should be concerned about my date's lack of initiation in our interactions. She comes from a more traditional Chinese background and seems to adhere to those values. When I did finally ask her out, she was very enthusiastic and even wondered why it took me so long to make a move. However, it mostly, it's mostly me who initiates texts and plans. She does respond, although slowly and cites her busy work schedule at a big corporation. Corporate bank as the reason. After our first date, I sent her a heartfelt message saying, quote, Hey, I've been thinking about our date and and I have to admit I was quite nervous because you looked incredibly beautiful. And to be honest, I've developed a bit of a crush on you. I find myself looking at our picture quite often. I was wondering if we might have a small do over before you leave for vacation. This time I want to be fully present and not caught up in my own head trying to impress you. What do you think? How about a quick coffee date? Okay, so that's what he sent. And then he continues, while she couldn't commit to a meeting before her upcoming trip to Japan, she did say that she'll be back in mid-October and suggested meeting then. Given all this, should I worry about her lack of initiation or does it make sense considering her background and busy lifestyle? Thanks, Trip. I hope to hear about this question in your next podcast episode. Best regards, James. Okay, James. First of all, we don't need to worry about a woman's lack of initiation. Okay. Number one, important thing isn't if she's initiating, it's if she's showing up to the dates. Okay. With Megan and I, I don't think she initiated a date in probably the first 15 to 20 dates. And it's funny. Cause I got a little like, wait, what's going on? You know, even myself, even trip, like knowing what to do. I was a little confused. And then I remembered, wait a minute, but she's agreeing to come on all these dates. She's always seeing me. We're always spending time, even though she's not initiating, I would have liked her to initiate, but whatever, she's still showing up. And that's really the point is as long as she's showing up. Great. That means that she's interested. That's all that you really need to be thinking about. Now, um, Again, you're saying initiates, but it also seems like she's not interested in seeing you. So is this an initiation thing or is it she's just not agreeing to meet up again? Or is it both? Either way, don't worry about initiation. Guys listening, don't worry about initiation. Just focus on is she's showing up. It sounds like, I don't know, she's going to Japan. She's busy. She's doing these things. Um, Either way a woman is going to want to meet up with you if she's interested. Bottom line, right? You said she did say that she'll be back in mid-October and suggested meeting then. If that's the case, then yeah, just set up a, a time to do that. Just set up a date for then. Even if she's slow to respond, if she's still responding and you guys are able to set up a date, then you're good. No, I gotta be honest, James, that's not really what I wanna help you with as much as I wanna help you with what you sent to her. What you sent to her was what would be considered very simpy or beta, which basically means you are looking like an unconfident man who is not showing the attractive masculine traits that a woman is interested in. So I have a feeling that on your first date, Because you were so nervous, as you stated, that's maybe why she's not as interested in seeing you again. I don't know. I'm not sure. She might see you again. It's hard to say, but I know that's not helping. More importantly, that whole paragraph that you texted her, you you should never text a woman that ever again. I want to dissect every word you said here and explain to you why this was not a good text message. Okay, so you can learn. "Quote," You said, hey, I've been thinking about our date and I have to admit I was quite nervous because you looked incredibly beautiful. You do not want to compliment her like this, especially over text. It is a very weak way to try to get her attracted to you. She's probably heard that before. And even if she hasn't, you don't want to be sending all these compliments out because you want her to wonder if you, that you're interested. And compliments are the weakest form of Attraction or trying to get someone to like you. It's just the weakest form, and it doesn't allow, again, someone to chase. But also, more importantly, I don't even care that you said that. I'm more focused on the fact that you said you're nervous. Think about it logically. Do women want to be with a guy who's nervous? The answer is no. And don't, I don't, I know guys are thinking, but I maybe I've heard, I've heard girls say, Oh, he was nervous, it was cute. Okay, maybe she spotted that a little bit, but it's different from someone spotting it versus someone admitting it. So maybe she spotted you were a little bit nervous. Maybe she thought it was kind of cute because she already liked you. But admitting that you're nervous makes you look weak. Never, ever, ever do that again. Okay, you continued. I've developed a bit of a crush on you. This is more information that is putting her on a pedestal You're overdoing it. You're giving her so much here that it's not allowing any mystery and it's looking very needy. So, so far you've looked very needy. You said you were nervous. You complimented her. Now you're saying you have a crush on her. It looks needy and it looks like, wow, this guy doesn't have any other options but me. Then you said, I find myself looking at our pictures quite often. Again, needy. This guy has no options. This guy is obsessed with me. I would think if I saw this wow, this guy's obsessed with me. And there's like a, it's hard to explain. I'm going to do my best here. There's a weakness in that. There's a weakness in that. Like when a woman reads that and she doesn't even know you that well yet, there's a weakness in just like vomiting it all. I like you. You're beautiful. I have a crush on you. I look at our, I look at your pictures. Women don't like that. They don't like it. It's just not attractive. It's not attractive when you're saying all these things. It's it, it's it's hard to explain because it's irrational. You would think that it would be something like, why wouldn't someone want to hear that? If you heard that, you'd probably love it. If a girl's texting you saying, "I think you're cute," and I was nervous around you, and I look at our picture, but I don't know. You might also be like, "Ugh, that's a little much." Like we went on one date, and you're just spewing it all out. Like you barely know me. Again. Women are attracted to a man that has options. Then you said this, I was wondering if we might have a small do-over before you leave for vacation. So that do-over is like admitting that you messed up. You don't want to admit that you messed up. Maybe she didn't think that you messed up. Maybe she had a great day with you and now she's second guessing it because she goes, whoa, maybe he messed up. Maybe he's not the person I really liked. So you're making her second guess. You continue this time. I want to be fully present and not caught in my own head, trying to impress you. And then you're just digging yourself into a deeper hole, right? Saying that you were so nervous that you couldn't concentrate, that you almost have no experience with women and women don't like to be with a guy who doesn't have experience with women. They don't like to be with a guy who's a virgin, not saying you are, but they, they don't like that. Right. And again, it's just all needy, like her, her, her trying to impress you. I like you. So I, I really think, James, that this is you know one of the things that you should never text. Try to learn from this. Try not to be needy. Guys, learn from this. This is not, and I'm not trying to put you on blast here, man. I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to make fun of you by any means. Like I used to do this stuff too. I would talk like this to women and it would be ugh, ugly. It would never work in my favor. Now, it's not to say that she's not interested. She still might meet up with you again. OK, you don't have to you know, I don't want you going through this whole thing in my head of your head and being like, well, i proved prove you wrong. She's still going to meet up. With me. Yeah, she still might meet up with you. I'm not saying that you for sure turned her off. I 100% know that it didn't help. You know, it did not help. But um, yeah. So your question was, does it make sense considering her background and busy lifestyle? The, the reason for her lack of initiation? Um, no. I don't take that ever. I never, ever take that into consideration. A woman's busyness, lifestyle, all that. Women generally want to be with a man. And if they want to be with a man and they liked you, then they'll make room in time for you. And maybe she will in mid-October when you said you would, when she said she would. Yes. Okay, James, thank you so much. Email in guys, trip at tripadvice.com. I'd love to hear from you. I want to answer your questions. If you need help, you know where to go tripadvicecoaching.com. Let's work on this. Let's make sure you are not needy. You're texting women the correct way. You're getting lots of matches online, meeting more women in person. Our coaches will get you to that point. We will make sure that you're getting so many women that you will not have to be needy for that one and no longer have that one-itis. Book a free call today, tripadvicecoaching.com. Thanks everyone for listening and I'll talk to you on the next episode.